I don't want to be left. <laughs> Read too much in the book of Revelation, what's going to happen? <laughs> you don't want to remain here. And some of the other books. Okay. Today is the, what, the 16th already. This year has slid by fast or float, flew by, flew, whatever. Uh, okay, we're going to give you a nugget to get started with. Worry is interest. Worry is interest paid on trouble. Worry is interest paid on trouble before it is due. Let's think about that one a little bit. Amen. Okay, I'm going to pick up where Pastor Peggy left off Sunday. Uh, we were talking about uh, from disaster and defeat to victory. And with the, with the songs that we had there, it, it talked about victory. So we need to we need to encourage ourselves in the day that we're living in, even though there are um, some defeats and um, the trials that we encounter, but there is the ultimate victory because at the end we win. Whether uh, you know, just the in prayer today we prayed for uh, an, an individual, uh, Terry Mize and his wife, she passed away um, just going to sleep. There was nothing wrong with her. She just went on to heaven. And uh, you know, it's grievous and sorrowful that we lose a loved one, but uh, we know where they are headed and where they're at. Glory to God. And that uh, she's watching all those that are, are that have gone before us are, are watching all the proceedings that are going on. Uh, that the angels are preparing. I mean, the Lord's already built our mansions, our houses, but the banquet room is about ready. Um, we had a friend that uh, went on, uh, but before he, uh, he went on, he uh, uh, had a vision of heaven. He saw the angels uh, preparing the table for the banquet table, and it was, he said there was a big, long table. <laughs> And he says there was, uh, it was big curtains or the, the flowery, not flowery, billowing, um, what do you call those things? Ribbons, huge, all just around the banquet hall. And they were putting those up. And the, the elaborate things on the table, the, the dishes and stuff, he says it's spectacular. He says you wouldn't believe the colors. And... After, about two weeks after he told us that, uh, he entered into heaven. Yes. And so we know that uh, the, the banquet table is just about ready. Maybe the last mansion is there. And it's, they're just putting your name on it or putting someone's name on it. This belongs to, or this is the residence of. Now that is going to be neat. Having your house built in heaven and it has a, the residence of, and your name, golden plaque there. I mean, golden plaque studded with diamonds and rubies all over it. You know. To me, that, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, let your mind run wild on something like that. And uh, all the beautiful, you know, I'm really kind of carried away here, but uh, the flowers that we see here nowadays, uh, you know, they're beautiful, but up there, they're, ne they're never, you can pick them up there, and they'll, they'll never die. You know, you put them in a vase, I don't know, if you want to put them in a vase, they'll, they say that the, 
the trees clapped their hands and making noises and, and the, uh, you know the birds are singing everything is just could be just fantastic it just nothing to worry about yeah. all right again uh, the nugget worry is interest paid on trouble before it is due so don't worry because you don't have to want to pay interest on trouble before it's due. All right. Um, let me look at the bulletin if we have one up here. Or the calendar, I should say. Today's the 16th, halfway through. We don't have anything this Saturday, but uh, well, we have communion. Uh, service Sunday, this coming Sunday. Glory to God. And at the end of the next week, we have a men's Bible study. Glory. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, as we look to your word. You'll give us insight and inspiration, Father God, as to how we need to do things in our own lives, Father God, how to Cultivate, Father God, our lives, Father God, to better serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, from, from disaster and defeat to victory. Um, God's word says much about our walk as Christians. If we will get our walk in line with God's word, we can walk away from defeat, poverty, fear, sickness, and into God's wisdom and God's abundance. And we looked at Genesis chapter 1. We might as well go there. In Genesis chapter 1, pardon me, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. At 17, 1. And when Abraham was 90, or Abram was 90 years and 9, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So we need to walk before God and be perfect. If you walk with God, you will be not walking in disaster, defeat, poverty, sickness, or any of those things. But you'll walk in him, walk with him. Uh, that's walking in perfection. This walking in perfection means walking in maturity. And we need, we need to be mature in our walk with God. Um, there are too many, too many of us Christians that are not walking in maturity, but we're still as babes. And some of us are children, and some of us are young adolescents, but we need to become mature. Uh, maturity means that we Believe God for his goodness, his abundance, and his favor. Uh, we need to know that God does not hurt, hurt us, does not give us lack or disparity. Maturity means walking out of sickness or disease, poverty, because we are walking with God. And God has, well, the angels are around him. There's nothing going to happen to him. And if we're walking with him, how can, if you've got all that buffer around you, how, how can something uh, attack us and we we have to mentally accept this because our hearts our mind our spirits already are accepting this that we walk with God but our mind it's difficult for us to catch up so we have to begin to transform our mind according to Romans 12 1 and 2 uh, so uh, God like we just saying God is more than enough so if he's more than enough, glory to God, we need to be rejoicing. Just like, just like the, the song says, he's more than enough, we need to rejoice. You know, uh, we just mentioned uh, in prayer that there have been brothers and sister, sisters in the Lord that have just passed away recently. I mean, uh, but still, we need to rejoice. I mean, it, it's hard on, on the individual families that remain here, but we have to recognize where they're at. Oh, wow. They, there's no more pain. They're more sorrow. They are rejoicing. 
And that's something that uh, we can all look forward to. I mean, don't have to worry. You know, like again, worry is interest paid on trouble before it's due. So let's, let's drop the worry. Uh, like Abraham, you will have to have an attitude change. A Abraham had to have an attitude change. If you look, God says, walk before me. And then, and then he says, okay, Abraham, look at the stars. That's your descendants. Look at the sand. That's your descendants. He had to change his mind because here he's 99 years old. And, and he says to God, all I've got is a servant that could carry on my name because I can't do anything. But he had, to change, he had to have a change of mind. So God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, a father of, of, of nations. So Abraham had started thinking a little bit differently. We need to start thinking a little bit differently. Because we are in Christ and what he has given us. If we are walking before him, we could see the in him book. I don't have mine here. But the in him book tells you exactly where you are. Walk with me. Walk with me. This is where he's at. God doesn't look at situations and circumstances. They don't affect him. So we need to tell the enemy, quit harassing us. And uh, if you recall a few, few years back, Jerry Seville had a uh, uh, sermon. If the, if the devil can't uh, the devil can't steal your well, how's that guy memorize skip him can't steal your joy he can't get your stuff so what's it telling us forget about the situation and circumstances and rejoice in the Lord and he can't get that stuff maybe he can scratch at it a little bit he can't take it our pleasure should be in the Lord Amen. Okay, so we need to walk before him. When we walk before him, we receive the abundance, wisdom, health, and it separates us from the negative things. There's a lot of negative things happening in the world today. In our nation, even in our own lives. I mean, we're going, to, going in my front yard, it's tore apart. That's a, that's a big negative. <laughs> but it's, it's being dealt with, okay? It's being dealt with. So I, I, all I can do is rejoice. It's not going to happen. It, once it's fixed, not, nothing, nothing's going to problem. No more problems. So, you know. But, you know, at the, at the time when these things are rattling our cages, what am I going to do with this and that? Well, Put it in Lord's hands. He's, he's going to take care of it. So, Amen? Okay. Uh, I think she, she took us. Uh, we need to control our mouth. She took, we looked at Proverbs 18.21. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. So we need to con learn to control our, our mouths. We need to conform to what God's word says and not what the circumstances are telling us. What did Jesus say to the individual uh, with the withered hand? You remember? The guy could have said, you know, my hand's all withered. But Jesus said, stretch forth your hand. Now, that hand was, that withered hand was not able to do it, the natural. But when Jesus said, stretch forth your hand, what happened? He, with an act of faith, moved it might have been painful at first. Then say, but then his hand was not withered any longer. So the situation that we are facing, when Jesus says something, if we act upon it, it's going to change. It says we have the abundance we need to, and the abundance of our mouth brings forth the treasures that we have. 
or will gain. Some of us have not used our mouth correctly. I think I can. No, it's not I think I can. I, I will. Or maybe this will happen. No, it's going to happen because I spoke God's word over the situation. It's changing. Okay, so that's walking before God, learning what he's saying. Okay. If you're going to walk before God in his abundance, you're going to have to leave all your fears behind, your troubles and anxieties, and walk completely in faith. Don't rely on the arm of the flesh. And we all do that. I hate to say that. Okay, then in Deuteronomy, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy now. Deuteronomy chapter 13. Here we find out something else. In Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4, from the King James, it says, Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. Ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. So we need to walk after him as a servant. Hallelujah. A definition of a servant is a person employed to perform services. A person employed to perform services. So God is asking us to do something. And one of the things that he's asking us to do is to, Romans 12, 1 and 2, change or renew our mind to his word. Um, going back to the Old Testament, he says, meditate on my word day and night. He told Joshua, meditate on my word day and night to change your perspective on life. Now, when they when Joseph, uh, Joseph, Joshua, and the children of Israel going into the Promised Land, they crossed the Jordan, and there was Jericho there. And Joshua had to think. Okay, he's looking at that huge walls. They said those walls they can race three chariots wide around that, that whole city. The walls were that thick. They were high, and how are you going to push this, this thing over? How are you going to take this city? And I imagine this, the rest of the people are saying, okay, man, that's a huge wall, and we're supposed to take this. It's fortified. Nobody's ever been able to break into it. And then Joshua gets the orders from God I want you to walk around the city once every day for seven days. And on the seventh day, I want you to walk around it seven times. And then at the end of the seventh time, shout the victory. Okay, first time, first, first six days. You can imagine, oh boy, the people are thinking, those are high walls, and, and those people are laughing at us. I mean, they're armed to the tooth, and we're not even warriors. We've been slaves. But it says here that we just learned that we are supposed to be a servant of God. We need to do what he says. A servant again. A person who performs services specifically for another. So we're a servant of God. We need to perform. He says, walk around the, walk around the city. So they walk around the city. Seventh time. Seventh day. They walk around the city. First time. Walls haven't moved. Second day, uh, second time around. Walls still haven't moved. You can imagine, I know if, if we were to take any congregation in the United States, any church, and have them walk around a walled city just on the seventh day, not, not the other days, there would be murmuring and complaining by the third time around. But they were not to say anything until 
the seventh time around and Joshua was going to say, shout! And the walls came down when they shouted. We need to do that. Find out what God's word tells us and say, okay, this is what God's word says. I've got to do it. We have to pro reprogram our minds. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Again, a servant is a, is a person employed to perform services. He is a slave, a person ardently devoted to another one's cause. Wow, we're supposed to be servants. Are we devoted to his cause? Hmm. That's stretching it for some of us. I'm talking about the church world as such. But it's stretching it. It's a stretch for a lot of us. Okay? Walking before God is exciting. Glory to God. Walking after him in obedience is tough and unpopular. We're going to do what? You, you, you said God told you to do, tell us to do what? That sounds stupid. Hey, and it's unpopular. Ten spies going, uh, twelve spies going to the into the promised land. It was unpopular. They came back. Well, we can't do it. Only two said they can. Joshua and Caleb. It's tough and unpopular, but we need to speak to God's word. There are people today that are being persecuted. Some are being martyred because they will not compromise God's word. And it's, it's happening in our own country. People are losing jobs. Those in the military are being discharged, dishonorable discharges coming off because they say they are a Christian. They will not bow to certain things. God and Christians, or godly people, are careful to maintain proper attitudes and discipline, especially uh, in regard to God's word. We can't say, well, that, you know, that was for the Old Testament only, or, or we are too far in advance to do those things. That's what the church world is now, now doing. Many of the major denominations have changed because of the social attitude and political PC world that we live in. So they say, well, we live in a new society, it's a new world, and the world says it's, it, we need to do it this way, and we want to be popular. We gotta fill up, you know, fill up the church and so forth. So they are allowing things that should not be allowed in in the pulpit in, in the, to lead. I'll put it that way. The church is a place to bring in the lost, but the lost have to be changed. This is where the renewing of the, our the word comes, teaching every one of us. As you hear the word, you change. That's how you got born again. You heard the good news of the gospel. You wanted to change. But there's more to it. There's a continuation. We go from glory to glory. We don't go from glory to stagnant. Hello. Thank you. Walking in obedience to God means denying the desires of our flesh. We must guard against pride knowing that uh, pro uh, prosperity often brings arrogance, causing us to forget God is our resource. We see that in the Old Testament. It says in Corinthians that, that the Old Testament was given to us to learn by, by an example. And we see here that when the 
children of Israel got into the, into the promised land and they had vineyards that they did not plant, houses that they did not build, and they were living in them. And they got fed off the land. What happened? They started not th thanking God anymore. They started drifting away. And he says, when you start to do that, you're in trouble. We need to change. Our, our nation needs to change. Go back to our foundational roots, not go away from them. So we need to walk after him. Amen. Glory to God. Following after the Spirit in complete obedience creates miracles. Okay, the next one we go to Genesis chapter 5. Back to Genesis chapter 5. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 5, looking at verse 24. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Wow! Once we have walked before the Lord and walked after him, now we are able to walk with him. See, there's a progression. We must start out walking in obedience to God as a servant. But while we but after a while, we naturally want to walk with him because he wants us to be near him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let that go this, this side here. I got two different sheets of paper, so pardon me. We have to walk with him. We may, we may start out walking in obedience to God as a servant, but... After a while, we naturally want to walk with him because we want to be near him. This is the point when our flesh no longer dominates our spirit when we walk with him. Enoch, this is where it says Enoch in verse 24. Enoch walked with God. And he had a testimony that pleased God. Let's go to, um, just to prove that out, to Hebrews chapter 11. That's Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It tells us, but without faith, was it? Is it did I write it right? Oh, I didn't write it right. Verse 5. Verse 5, that's what it is. Hebrews 11, 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and it was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. There's only one other person in the Bible that said that pleased God. Can anybody tell me who it was? Jesus. Only two people. Please God. So Enoch had to be very, he, he, he walked with God. To walk with God, you must agree. Amos 3 and 3 says, let's go there. If I can remember where Amos is. Hosea, Amos. Amos chapter 3. Verse 3. Can two walk together except they agree? So Enoch had to agree with God totally. He had to have his mind transformed. In a sense, then, walking with God means that we cease taking our, uh, taking our own way. We abandon the world's way and we follow God that we surrender our will. So to walk with, walk with him, we have to surrender our will to him. We have to agree exactly what he says. God's not going to change his 
his thoughts because we disagree with him. His ways are right. So when you find something that's that turns you backwards and you know you find hard to swallow when it <laughs> points out something that we're doing or I'm doing something wrong, I need to change. God's not going to change. Well, I can understand your problem there. Uh, I'll fudge a little bit and I'll, I'll yield. No. God says, you do it my way and you'll be righteous. So I've got to learn to change. Each and every one of us has to learn to change. Okay? We just need to walk with him. We have to agree with him. To walk suggests a steady progress in a forward direction. Enoch pleased God with faith. He grew in knowledge with God. But God said, he received. He didn't say, well, I don't think that's right. So we see here that we need to do exactly what uh, God has told us to do. Okay, we are, let's go back to Ephesians, pardon me, Genesis chapter 5. See if I got this one right here. Okay. Genesis chapter 5. Nope, I didn't get that one right, so we will skip that one. <laughs> to walk with him, this is a precious time we experience with the Lord's presence. He communes with us, um, and sweetness abounds. Enoch is enjoying the glories of heaven right now. He's never died. And anybody else? Can anybody else tell me the other person that went to heaven without dying? Elijah. He was taken up in the fiery chariot. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And guess what? Each and every one of us is going to go. I don't believe we're going to pass away. We are so close to the Lord's coming right now. We're going to be just like it. We're just going to be, we're going to be taken away. Because we walk with him. We're, we're converting our minds, changing, changing our minds to what God's pattern says. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's go to Colossians chapter 2 at this point. Colossians chapter 2. In verse 6. I'm going to read from the Amplified, Colossians 2, verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives, and conduct yourselves in union with and in conformity to him. So we need to find out, do as Jesus did. Amen? This is the ultimate union with God. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And verse 17. This is what it's all about when we walk in Him. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. From the Amplified it reads, but the person who is unif un united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is powerful. One spirit. That means when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. When you speak to devils and cast them out, they leave. Hallelujah. That means people will recognize that you know Jesus. Just like um, when Peter and John were thrown, uh, brought before the Sanhedrin and the high priest. And they, we told you not to speak in that name. They knew 
that they were, they had been associated with Jesus because they did the things that Jesus did. They spoke the way Jesus did. We need to, they had their minds conformed to God's word. So we need to begin to start speaking what God tells us to speak, what he shares with us in his word. You need to come alive. We begin to think like he thinks and reacts like he reacts. Now, Jesus did not run away from sin. He condemned the sin. He loved the sinner, but he condemned the sin. We need to, whatever the, the person, whatever this person is uh, sinning, we need to love that individual, whatever they have done, but condemn their sin. Show them that it's wrong in, in God's eyes, that they might repent of it. Okay? Going back to first, uh, well, we didn't go back. Let's go back to Corinthians, uh, Colossians, pardon me. Back to the book of Colossians, chapter 1 this time. Verse 27, that's Colossians 1, 27. From the Amphite, to whom God was pleased to make known how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mysteries, which is Christ within, within and among you, the hope and realization of glory. We need to grasp this thing that Christ is within us. And what is the results of that? He does, right, we do the works he did. It's like, okay, say we are this room here. This is, say this room is, is you. If you turn off those lights, what happens? We're in darkness. We don't know what to do. But once we turn on the lights, it's a beacon to everybody else out there. That's who we are when we walk out. We are the light of the world. We have Jesus. People, when, when you are walking the way he walked, the way he talked, the way he showed his love and mercy, people are going to recognize that. And they're going to want, what, make, what makes you that way? And then you're able to share and give them that light, give them that hope. That's the results. We have the light within us. And... Uh, we should not be put under a bushel, but the bushel should be, re be open. We need to be uh, like a thousand lights on the side of the hill. What's that? The city on the side of the hill, you can see it. That's who we are. But we need to really come alive to this. We need to go out and share. Uh oh, stepping on toes now, I think. <laughs> what we are called to do. Okay, we won't go there at this point. Okay. That means we have victory daily. If we walk in Him, He'll give us the wisdom for every situation. James chapter 3. Book of James. Chapter 3. Oops. 
Verse 13, James 13. Who is, wise, who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of the good conversation his works with meekness of, revel, uh, with meekness of wisdom. May be wise. There is one area of our lives in which is direct, in which the direct result of walking before and after God. That is walking in Him. Glory to God. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter five. Just back up a few books from. In Ephesians chapter five. Wow. Well, wait a minute. That's, this is the wrong one. It's not Ephesians chapter 5. Yeah, I'm looking too far ahead of myself. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. We need to walk in love. When we walk with God, you begin to walk in love towards those around you. Oh boy, that's, uh, that can be difficult sometimes. This is God's desire that we always walk in love. Yeah, we, we live in testing times, last days. It says in the last days that many, even the elect, would be deceived. Well, we're not going to be deceived if we are in God's word checking it out. You might, say, well, you might fall for something at one time, but if you check it out, you'll find, okay, this is wrong. I don't have to put up with this. Um, that's why you got individuals in, in the body of Christ that uh, have come up and they have these big charismatic crusades and you start to watch them. You say, well, that's a good place to go. And all of a sudden you start to watch them and listen to what they're saying. You find out, hey, they're off on the deep end. But they keep, but, the, but many people don't look at it that way. They say, well, that person is, is used of God. Well, I think the devil, it says it comes as an angel of light. And if an angel of light can do something, they do something, quote, good. So we've got to be careful. If we're walking him, we will know the truth. And the truth has always set us free. Okay, in Galatians chapter 5, also in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Wow. This is what we have. They can't come against us. They have to make, make up stories about you. Look at the bad stories that come out about uh, certain Christians that are walking in truth and people get angry and they get they slur their names through gossip and slander because they're wanting that same aura around them. You remember Peter, uh, I think it was Peter and Silas, or Peter and, and uh, not Peter, Paul and Silas, or Paul and Barnabas, and the one ind individual that they uh, came to, and he wanted the power to use, to heal. They said, hey, you're, you're in the wrong place. Because he, people were looking up to him before they came, and all of a sudden he saw that they had power, and he wanted that power to remain in that position. Well, people are, are I hate to say it, we're strange. There's a lot of people that once they get the power, they don't want to let loose of it. 
look at our people in government that have been elected to positions. <laughs> they don't want to let loose of that power. They corrupt, they corrupt themselves and they corrupt our government. Oh, forget about that one. Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 17, Ephesians chapter 3. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, which is, is the breadth, length, and depth and, high, depth and height. Glory to God. If, we're, if we are walking in him, we will have that, that love so, so immense that it, it's not going to be changed. Nothing's going to uh, hinder that love. Look at the love that God has for us. Jesus paid the price for each and every one of us. Even though we were at the, the bottom of the barrel, his love went down there and, and brought us out. This is, this is the same type of love that he's given us. We need to see the person as lost and not as a person that, that's uh, that evil that they can't be saved. They say there's six billion people on the world now or in the world now or something of that nature. I can't remember what it is. But how many are going to, going to make it on the rapture? And here's the situation. Even some of the elect are not going to make it. So you know the, those that are lost are out there, gone. And some of you, even the believers are playing, quote, church. They're not going to make it. Not on, the first, not on the first boat or the first call. I believe churches will be filled the day of the rapture or the day after the rapture whenever it happens they'll be crying out to God God has already closed the door for seven years for at least and we ain't going to come down I ain't going to come down <laughs> Neither none of us are going to come down for that. We're going to re rejoice where we're at. Okay, let's go to to the book of Colossians once more. Book of Colossians, chapter three. This is walking in Him. Colossians 3, verse 14. And above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. That is put on. That means that you can take it off. And sad to say some of us take it off sometimes. You took my parking space, you so-and-so. <laughs> oh, you know, you did me wrong. I'll get even with you. How are we supposed to get even with this individual? Oh, no, man, nothing but to love them. I'm talking to myself more than I'm talking to you guys. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 13. 13, 13. And now by faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And we know that faith only can operate in love. And maybe some of us have, have stunted our 
the power of faith in our lives because we are not loving the way we should. We are holding back to see if that person is capable or that's the word I want to use. Pardon me? Worthy of our love or our sacrifice. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I, sometimes that's the way I feel. Well, when you get better, I'll, I'll show you a better time or I'll do something else. Uh, so, talked about uh, to walk in there. We need, we need to have an operating love and boy, do, well, I've got to brush up on this and break the, cal uh, the calluses off for the rest off. When you're in doubt, fear, anxiety, anger, grumpiness. Oh, how about that? It's because you're not walking in Christ. Look out. The old things you do are not desire. They are ready to take over and come upon you once again with a vengeance. Anybody ever have that happen? You, you, you're having a good time and something happens and all of a sudden you kind of lose it? And you want to go at that situation, circumstance, person with vengeance. It's not what we need to do. We have to learn to walk in love. This is the time you need to go back and walk before him, after him, with him, and in him. Wow, okay, that's uh, for the final one. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. Looking at verse 28 through 29, 28 and 29. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to him that hath no might, he increases strength. We need to call upon the Lord. Verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What's the strength we need? Love. More than anything else, you might say faith, but no, it's love. Once you have love, your faith will operate much smoother. And they shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Glory to God. So we need to walk before him, after him, with him, and in him to have victory and move, remove disaster and defeat from us. Okay, we get out early.